We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Florida Studio this morning. Here coming up in a little while, we will speak with David Nuno of TexAgs.com. He uh, covers the Aggies, obviously, given the uh, TexAgs designation there. Talk some football with uh, with him. Probably Have you ever done a deep de- dive into that site? It's freaking amazing. Say, yeah, I'm very aware of their, uh, their 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 success and the things they've put together over there. Yeah, I mean, success it's, it's, is like, hey, Steve Jobs is kind of rich. Yeah, <laughs> they. I mean, it, they are the. It's amazing what they've done. No joke. Totally amazing what they've done. I mean, it makes me absolutely. I almost want to go like check out the whole deal. More than any other, I mean, I mean they they cover a crazy fan base, but more than any other site in the network, where if you could kind of shadow them for a couple of days to mm-hmm. see all the different little bells and whistles, that would be the one probably of anybody else in the network, um, because it's so varied. I mean, we 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 pride ourselves kind of on having a lot of funnels and podcasts and videos and sites and different things, but the. The amount of variability that they have with their with their side is pretty impressive. Yeah, they do. They do some really cool stuff. And is an independent. Yeah, they're not rivals or scouts or their own deal. Yeah. So. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just no, their good. deal's fascinating. I was yeah. looking at his setup yesterday when we were talking on Zoom. Yeah. Because he did this show and then I did his. Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to him here in a little bit. Get to see that setup and whatnot as it will be in the uh, in the live stream. We have the video for that. We'll talk some football. We'll talk some different things as well today. Uh, head on over to the Blue Sky. You know to get a selfie. When you take one of those, you need to put it on Twitter and put it on Instagram. Wherever you'd like to put it, they will find it. You get automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss football helmet. They gave one away last week. Going to give one away this week. All you got to do is hashtag Blue Sky Rebels and tag Oxford Exxon to get that done. So take advantage of that. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are. Clark Ford is in uh, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what um, Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. 
No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. David Nuno and other guests join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. I'll be talking to Eric Edholm Thursday morning. I'll probably put that on the uh, Thursday night show for Friday morning's podcast. Mm-hmm. So they get, they'll join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a great place this weekend if you're coming up. Make that a part of your weekend. Burgers, po'boys, appetizers, great beer selection, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food, and also Rafters in New Albany. So some basketball coverage up on the side. Ole Miss winning its season opener last night, 82-61 to over at UNO. The Rebels shot 53% from the field, 41% uh, percent from uh, from three, um, and then uh, – not getting to the line much. Went five of nine from the uh, from the stripe yesterday. Put a lot of guys in double figures. Pretty balanced scoring attack for uh, for the Rebels. Crowley with thirteen. Um, let's see. Yeah, Austin had 12. thirteen. Brakefield uh, ten. Fagan yeah. ten. Brooks had eleven. Eleven points, four yeah. boards, twenty three assists to twelve turnovers. That's really strong. They forced nineteen turnovers. That's really strong. Um. Ole Miss won points off of turnover, 17 to 6. Ole Miss won points in the paint, 40 to 30. One fast break point, 16 to 12. Biggest lead was 25. Um, UNO got off to a pretty good start. Ole Miss got off to a shaky start. Got to fix that. Um, Ole Miss shot 44% from the floor, 62.5 from three. I'm sorry. 44, yeah, from the floor consistently. 33 from three and um, 80 from the free throw line. Is that right? No. No. That's I'm, that's New Orleans. I'm sorry. 53 from the field, 40 from three, 55 from the line. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a bad day. Um, I'm having a mental mental, mental collapse day. Um, yeah. So, there you go. UNO's biggest lead was six points with 11 minutes to go in the first. Ole Miss led 31 minutes and two seconds. So, yeah. I mean, look, it's one game. I wrote about it. There's some positives, a lot of positives. Not many negatives, but a few. Got to get to the line more. Uh, Probably got to get more out of Deshaun Ruffin than they got. Played 15 minutes, didn't get much out of him. Uh, Probably need to get a little bit more out of Sammy Hunter. And in games that are competitive, Joyner's going to play more than 28 minutes. Um yeah, yeah, I think Fagan's going to play more than 16 minutes. Um, I, I liked a lot of what I saw out of Jamin Brakefield. How much night. out of Morrell last night? Uh, no, Morrell. Five points. Morrell played basically 15 minutes. Two boards. Five points, two boards, two assists. Had a plus-minus of one. The uh, biggest plus-minus, in case you're wondering, is Joyner, 26. Luis Rodriguez with 25. Luis will play better than that, too. He had nine points, four assists. Two boards. He'll play better over the course of the season. They've got a lot of toys to play with. Got a lot of toys to play with. Got to figure out how to make them fit, how to make them work. And what's he want in a perfect world? Eight on a rotation? No, I think the way he likes to play, they'd love to go ten. What is ten guys? Yeah. We also don't know how good UNO is. I mean, we think they're bad. Um, we probably don't find out more about the Ole Miss team until Marquette next week and then Elon of West Virginia, whatever happens in round two. 
Yeah. I mean, you are play, you're playing yourself a little bit in these kind of games. So, I mean, like you said, there's things you need to clean up regardless of opponent. The, but UNO is not going to stress them in ways that they will be stressed. They had a good guard, like a lot of these teams do, that uh, Derek St. Hilaire, 21 points. Uh, he was, you know, 9 of 15 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3. Good player. So, he'll he'll make noise in the Sun Belt. Are they in the Sun Belt? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. No, Southland. Southland. That's Southland. Right. Yes. I grew up going to Southland Conference. Say, you're kind of into the Southland a little bit oh, back in the day. Nostalgic. Uh, last night around the league, Ole Miss again, 82-61 over UNO. Duke knocked off Kentucky. Um, that was at the State Farm Champions Classic. That was a 79-71 um, Blue Devils over Wildcats. Nine versus ten in that one from a ranking standpoint. Alabama clobbering La Tech last night in Tuscaloosa, 93-64 over the Bulldogs. Arkansas uh, got challenged by Mercer most of the night. Ended up winning by 13, 74-61 over, uh, over the Bears. Tennessee, 90-62 against UT Martin in Knoxville. They hit, like, a ton of threes. I forget what the thing was, but there was, like, a record number of threes last night for the balls. Apparently, Rick Barnes, at the end of the first half, just lost it with his team in a huddle. Like, just dog-cussed everyone. They were up 43-35 at the break, and they outscored them 47-27 in the second half. So halftime was not fun. No, I think he peeled some paint at some point uh, last night. Uh, Auburn winning 77-54 over Moorhead State last night. South Carolina 78-60 over South Carolina Upstate. Georgia 58-51 over FIU at home. Georgia is not a good basketball So what I'm taking so far is everybody in the league is really good except Kentucky. (laughs) Is that right? Exactly. Kentucky lost, right? I mean, they're 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 in last place. Uh, In Baton Rouge, there was a murder last night. They played ULM, one hundred one thirty nine. Tigers. ULM won by. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, seventy points. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah. LSU outscores them fifty two twenty and then forty nine nineteen in the two halves. There. Uh, Mike White and the Gators seventy four sixty one over Elon, which could be an opponent for the for the Rebels coming up. Yeah, next week. Uh, And then uh, Missouri. Mizzou winning at home against Central Michigan, 78-68. So there is your, uh, there's your SEC rundown. There you go. How about that? Score, yeah. Everybody's. That felt very radio showy, didn't it? Like running through the yeah. scores a little bit. We um, used to use the wrong voice. You got to use a different. You got to use yeah, a more yeah, exciting yeah, yeah. voice. LSU defeats ULM. Yeah. The cadences and the, yeah. the, 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 the enunciation. So that's a big, big day for the league. Everybody, everybody wins but Kentucky. There you go. They'll be all right. <laughs> now, I don't think they're, like, phenomenal. I mean, I, I think Kentucky is gettable by other teams in the league. I mean, it's not some – Yeah, Cal has not been able to extend out into those super teams the way that he could early in his tenure. Will says you could have left off the score in Baton Rouge, and that still would have been true, sadly. Uh, yeah, it, my daughters, one of them, is going to Baton Rouge this weekend, and I had we had the talk yesterday about, okay, this is not like Oxford – or Fayetteville or Auburn? Or do we are we clear? You have to do this. The, you know that isn't that terrible too. Because I grew up loving going to Baton Rouge because it's a used to be a really cool place, and I love games there. Sure, used to really love games there. Yeah, yeah. And well, now some of my favorite times in college. And now it's whew, makes me nervous. I mean, I know she's going, and I, I can't tell her not to go. She's going with a bunch of girls that are seniors that she's really good friends with, and if they don't go this time, they'll never go. And you know, you you can't parent like that, where every word is no. But I did say, hey, we got to talk about Baton Rouge. 
And I felt bad about it. I mean, I'm a Louisiana guy. I, I, I don't have ties to LSU. My grandfather that I don't remember was a huge LSU fan. Mm-hmm. The only thing I own from him. Literally the only memory I have is him giving me this little stuff football. Yeah. But it's just not as safe a place as it used to be. And I told her, I said, you got to be. I mean, you knew it, you know, after it, it's their infrastructure got so messed up after Katrina with all the influx of people that that's when, you know, even just the traffic changed where it went from. Yeah, sure. City, capital city, busy. Sure. To, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, getting anywhere is a challenge down there now. Right there I mean, on 10 and 12. And you've got drug issues down there. And I mean, and, it's changed. Not really where whether I go, because I still kind of like it and whatever, but it's changed where I stay and what I kind of do for baseball series down there whenever yeah. I go for a weekend. Sure. You're, you're, you're not doing the same thing you were doing in 05. So I told her, I said, look, you got to be careful where you go and who you go with and all that stuff. But I get it, you know. I mean, she goes to an SEC school, and that's a, quote, rivalry, in quote, game, and a bunch of her friends are going that are graduating at the end of the season. I get it. For Arkansas, six and three after nine games is a really good season. So people are excited, as they should be. I get it. But it's like she told me that I'm like, oh. And I was so relieved when Caroline said, I I think I'm just going to stay on campus this weekend and chill. I was like, thank God. I know the girls she's going with. They're they're cool. Yeah, and the traffic's terrible. Everything down there. And I hate it because I like. I'll be honest, I like going to game. I love everything about their game day. Mm-hmm. Once you're inside the stadium, the calling Baton Rouge and they bring the, the tiger out and the whole deal. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole, uh, the whole dude. Uh, let's see. Um... Ole Miss and Charleston Southern, by the way, 6 p.m. on Friday if you're coming up. That is correct, yes. It's a six, yes, six o'clock on, on, on that one. Um we'll get into we'll get into David Nuno in a second. Any uh any football at all from yesterday that was relevant? So apparently there was some sort of a deal on campus that all you strong media types were speaking at. So it was just me and uh Jake Thompson and the guy from Tupelo. Michael Katz. Michael Katz. It was really just us. So we got John Rice Plumley, who was interesting, talking about the transition to wide receiver. Um, Sam Williams, I asked him about his stock, and he talked about being just kind of focused on now. Uh, got uh, Cunningham, who talked about, found out on Monday of last week. <laughs> Not only are you going to play, you're going to play 58 And times. I like Jalen. I think yeah. Jalen's kind of a fun kid. He's 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 a smart kid. And um, they told him on Monday of last week, hey, um, you know how you've been going to defense, the rooms and stuff and practice and defense meetings? You don't need to go there anymore. Uh, you need to go to the offense rooms. Oh, oh, uh, and hey, hey, you're going to start at guard Saturday. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you suck, there's no one behind you. So um, you're gonna have to to play the whole game. Just kind of figure it out. Good luck. Yeah. Whether so, whether it be 58 snaps or 93 snaps, you know, yeah. with our offense, we don't know. So just see you on the practice field in an hour. Yeah. Hope you know the plays. The challenge of that, 
is so complicated and difficult. I mean, seriously, I, I, well, he's, he, I want to look at his stats in a second. Actually, he has the I, type of personality and, and to handle it. A and he's bit. a smart kid. And yeah. so I think he was able to, yeah. Cause he's kind of laid back a little bit yeah. versus some dudes and nothing, no fault of their own just would swim and go, Oh my God. And well, and, some people would panic. Yeah. Cause some people are, are such creatures of preparation and such. And in football, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And he, he was able to just kind of do it. I think he held his own. He did okay. Now he's going to have his hands full this weekend, but he's had another week now. I mean, he's got a week and a half. So what, what could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we'll get into David Nuno in a second. For the LT, about Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Find out everything going on locally this week and every week, including tunes around town. On Friday night, they're in the atrium by the Growler. That's Daniel Roebuck. Agony Band is at the Pocket Park next to Volta. And then Wendy Jean Garrison at Spring Street Cigars. It's 5 to 7 o'clock on a Friday night. Enjoy what should be a pretty cool atmosphere downtown uh, prior to Ole Miss and A&M. Also with um, Double Decker Bus Tours, 3 and 4 o'clock on uh, Friday. With that, you can um, get an adult ticket, get $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans, and see Oxford from a different vantage point. So, again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Someone's asking in the thread. I'll, I'll I'll pay some bills here in a second. Someone's asking in the thread about any COVID nineteen rules at the pavilion. Um, look, if there were rules, they weren't enforced. Yeah, I think that's the best way to categorize it. Um, I didn't take a mask. Uh, no one asked me about a mask. I didn't see. I saw some UM employees that were masked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I paid a lot of attention. Believe it or not, I'm not a mask obsessed person i just don't want to wear one i didn't see many if they were there i don't certainly nobody was patrolling the aisles making you pull your mask up right right, yeah and i didn't anticipate that at all uh we're brought to you by walk-ons they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of louisiana dig into their mouth-watering louisiana cuisine po'boys gumbo voodoo shrimp fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave if you are not making it up this weekend and you're in the Ridgeland, Jackson, Madison area, 720 Highland Connolly Parkway in Ridgeland, go uh, check them out. It'd be a great place to spend your day. There's good football games starting at 11 a.m. you got Auburn and Mississippi State and Oklahoma and Baylor and a whole bunch of those games. They'll have them all on there at Walk-Ons throughout the day and up to uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M on Saturday night. NFL on Sunday. Great food. It's a great environment. Really check that out. 720 Highland Colony Parkway in uh, Ridgeland. We're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a uh, social sports betting network, free to use. It's a cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, and invite friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. It's bet.brothrow.com backslash mpw. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. Get 35% off all products from the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more at MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. You can also go to DeadSoxy.com. Promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 25% off your entire order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet, including the Archie Manning socks, the clipboard socks, all of that there at DeadSoxy.com. Uh, Game Changer Patch is here to help you with this weekend coming up. Actually, three weekends in a row. Ole Miss football in the uh, in the Grove and in Oxford. Liberty last weekend. You got Texas A and M, and the next week, the home finale against the Mighty Commodores. 
You want to make sure that you are prepared. It's a night game next week, too. So um, you know how that works. So they got the two-patch system uh, that all natural ingredients to help keep you in the game ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by ACS. Uh, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more about um, ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, DeSoto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting that understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at community mtg.com and we'll jump well before we do before we go to david let me say this because i i am embarrassed of this but it does sort of prove my prove something i've been telling people i don't watch game day there was a time are we asked something okay no 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 remember i told you that i screwed up in this interview oh sorry yeah yeah my bad there was a time 2012 2013 2014 back in then when i probably watched it a good bit Mm -hmm. i don't ever watch it um, I say that because when I was talking to David, for whatever reason, my feeble brain, which grows more feeble by the day, uh, had me thinking that game day was in College Station when Alabama was there this year. So I went on a long-winded question about that, and I could tell his body language was funny as I was asking it. It's because I'm a complete idiot. So, um, But to prove to you that I'm freely admitting that I'm a f- complete idiot, I didn't edit it out. Um, I, I didn't scrap it. We could have. We could have thought about it, but I didn't. So you're going to make fun of me. It's cool. I get it. Um, it's just not a show that I watch. It doesn't uh, resonate with me at all. I don't like it. There's a lot of things about it that I don't like. Um, and I forgot that they weren't there. I think they were at Texas, Oklahoma that day instead in Dallas. So there you go. But the rest of the interviews – I think pretty good. David's a a, um, a terrific guy, so um, you'll you'll enjoy his perspective. David Nuno of Texags here on the Rafters Music and Food Network. David Nuno of Texags.com, kind enough to spend some time with us. Uh, David, first of all, thanks for uh, joining the show. Good to good to have you with me. I've been with you guys a couple of times, so it's good to um, have you with us. Yeah, man, I'm excited to do this. We've been talking about this game for a long time because uh, for an A&M perspective, this is the first, to me, real road test for Zach Calzada and company because uh, Denver was one thing versus Colorado. The uh, neutral site game against Arkansas was a tough game. They ended up losing, and then Missouri was a high school atmosphere. So this is going to be a real tough test. <laughs> it's been a rough year in Como. Um Right, let's start there because I'm curious because I agree with you. It was one of the things I wanted to ask you about was was obviously uh, Texas A&M's played significantly better football since that loss to Arkansas in Arlington. I guess that was the end of September. They've uh, they've beaten Alabama. They've beaten Auburn. You, you mentioned the uh, the Missouri game. They've played extremely well in the games that they've played. They do go on the road. It's going to be a different environment, a different environment than Calzada's experienced as a Texas A&M quarterback. But he seems to have played really well lately. How much of a factor do you anticipate crowd being for him? 
You know what? I, 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 it has to be somewhat of a factor, right? It's the first time to really test it. But how much of a factor? The A&M offense really revolves around what that offensive line does. And I think an offensive line can block out the noise. And with that O-line that has grown up this year with two true freshmen out there on the starting uh, offensive line, it allows that backfield, which is one of the best in the country, if not the best, to do what they do in Isaiah Spiller and Devon A. Chain. So uh, to me, you don't need Zach Calzada to do too much to win games. You need him to make plays, not turn the ball over. Sounds easier said than done. But allow your defense, which is so strong, and that running game to really move it. And that's what they've done. And he, he made no mistakes last week. Didn't have splashy numbers against Auburn. But uh, as you've heard many times, defense travels, and they need to travel this week in Oxford. So, you know, it's funny. I was in Fayetteville on Saturday. I was at the uh, Arkansas-Mississippi State game. And the thought occurred to me a few times as I was watching those two teams play, two teams that are both solid. They're good. They're fine. But neither one of those teams, you don't look at either one of those teams and go, man, these are really good football teams. And, and you don't look at them and go, these are really bad football teams. You just they're, they're just good, solid, kind of, I always say they're at Chili's. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you, you know what you're going to get when you go to Chili's. You kind of know what you're going to get. And, it's kind of what they are, maybe a little step above Chili's, maybe a TGI Fridays or something like that. But it's not – neither one of those teams are like a gourmet restaurant. And I kept thinking both of these teams beat Texas A&M, one on a neutral side, one in College Station. And obviously it's a different team today, and those games were played in um, September the 25th and then October the 2nd, so it's been a minute. But what has happened with Texas A&M to make them this much improved – from what happened in those back-to-back weeks where Arkansas and Mississippi State not only won those games, they won them, you know, kind of convincingly in some ways. Yeah, so the I'll go back to the Arkansas game. They punched A&M in the mouth right off the top. It was 17-0 at the end of the first quarter. After that point, the A&M defense figured things out. Um, they scored a long touchdown from Burks on, on Miles Jones, who had just come back from injury and did not finish that game. Um, and it was a beautiful touchdown, and we know how good Burks is. Yeah, from that point great. on, and and A and M just didn't have the confidence in that game, and Arkansas was playing with a lot of confidence after what they had done to Texas prior to that, and they were looking like a team that could bring it, and they're able to run the ball on A and M. So I, I use that one as a they got punched early, but they had a chance to win in the fourth quarter, which to me said a lot about a team that could not move the ball against Mississippi State the next week. Mississippi State, I mean, with a was just getting after A&M. Uh, and this was a game that was a one-possession game going down to the very last drive for for the Aggies who weren't able to score a touchdown. They had some unfortunate drops. But Zach Calzada each week was growing. Yep. And the other yep. person or other people that were growing were the offensive line. This team is really dictated by how that offensive line plays. And when you have two true freshmen, which I didn't think that, you know, a lot of people were talking about how good A&M could be before the Haynes-King injury. I didn't really put that much into account about losing players on the O-line because I thought to myself, these guys are four- and five-star players. They'll figure it out quicker. They just didn't figure it out by the Arkansas game. And at Mississippi State, they just – Mike Leach, Mike leached us. He did what he normally does, and it was just a, a tough game. But you almost had to hit that rock bottom to really refine yourselves. Now, Olin Buchanan, my, my co-host, we go back and forth on this because he doesn't necessarily think you had to lose those games to, to be where you are now. And I don't know if you had to lose them, but you had to almost lose hope to regain the trust in your teammates. And, and that's what happened that next week against Bama. The Alabama game had to have given that team, that program, so much confidence. You know, it was, it was funny, during the offseason, there was so much focus on that game. CBS circled it, said, hey, this is going to be a game we're going to put in primetime. And then 
everyone, self-included, hand-raised, kind of made fun of it. Like, well, Alabama's going to smoke them. I mean, they just lost to Arkansas. They just lost to, they just lost to uh, Mississippi State. Alabama's going to pop them. When that didn't happen, when A&M got that win that Jimbo Fisher had been talking about and all those things, did that change the confidence level inside that program? Because they appear to be playing with a lot different swagger now than they were, like you mentioned earlier in the year, when, like you said, Arkansas punched them in the mouth and they really kind of cowered a little bit at first. Yeah, so I'll say this. Uh, people inside the program felt very confident going into that A&M game. Now, a lot of people will tell you that during the season, like we had a great week of practice, and it's just coach talk, right? But I had people telling, you know, Billy Lucci, who reported on our show, our executive editor, that they really felt great about the way they practiced heading into that game, that they felt that they found something. That's A. B, they had really slow starts in a couple of those games. They had a great start against Alabama. And that's where that confidence, I think, really started to grow. People think that Bama did not bring their A game against A&M, and A&M played above their, their weights. But if you look at some of the stats, Bryce Young threw for over 350 yards. They were able to run the ball in A&M, most of that in the third quarter and the beginning parts of the fourth quarter. But every Jimbo Fisher team that I've seen here at A&M – they get stronger as games go on when they're feeling themselves, and that's exactly what happened. Alabama took a lead with five minutes left, and A&M believed in what they were doing earlier, and they finished the game the way they started the game. Yeah, it was a big fourth quarter for Calzada. He just made one big gutsy throw after another, and he did it hurt, which leads me to my question. I know it was the, the non-throwing shoulder, but what do you hear about his health this week headed, headed to Oxford? Yeah, so Jimbo Fisher was asked about it during his Monday press conference. He's like, he's a full go. He, he's you know he's going to be at practice. He'll, he'll be fine. Uh, that kid is a warrior. Uh, there's no doubt about that. His numbers sometimes don't impress people, but there's nobody questioning his toughness. I joke on the air, and I mean it with respect. He's like Willis Reed, right? Like the Alabama game, he goes down. They're thinking Blake Bosch is going to come in. He's not going to come back. This dude comes in, runs for a first down with a hurt knee, and you know throws a couple great passes. And then against Auburn, same kind of deal. Hurts his shoulder, gone for a couple plays, comes right back. And what do they do? They just move the ball down the field. He is a warrior. And uh, look, he's been in the program for a few years, but he is really growing up each week. And I think he's gotten better, not necessarily just statistically, just the way he commands the offense. Speaking of warriors, Matt Corral's been that for Ole Miss all season. Ole Miss would like to go fast. They're beat up on offense. If they're able to go fast, how do you anticipate Texas A&M handling the tempo? Because obviously that's Ole Miss's big weapon is going fast, limiting substitutions, getting a defense that's not aligned properly, hit a bust, that kind of stuff. That's how that offense is built. Yeah, you can try to practice for that, but you can't prepare for it until you face a team like Ole Miss. So I, I think it's going to go first to the to the offense, to be honest with you, because when you have such a ground-and-pound offense, you can control the clock a little bit more to eat up as much time as possible. I forget what the numbers were, but I believe Liberty was able to run the ball very effectively against yeah. Ole Miss. I would think A&M should be able to do that on the road as well, and that's what they're going to have to do. From a defensive standpoint, um, you're going to have to bring the pressure when you can. Uh, limit those big plays because I think that's where Ole Miss gets you is those big plays. Last week against Auburn, uh, Tank Johnson had a couple of nice runs, and you know even Bo Nix had a couple of nice runs, but they never broke off for a big one. They can't allow Ole Miss to do that because then you are certainly playing on your heels. You can't make the, uh, the changes to your lineup, and, and that's where they bury you. Texas A&M was so good defensively in the red zone last week against Auburn. What do you attribute that to? 
couple of things. Uh, I think the pressure they were able to put on, honestly, um, they, they, they were, there was a several drives that uh, Ole Miss got the ball midfield and they moved the ball a little bit, but they just couldn't get it through. I, I really think the pressure that they're able to put Tyree Johnson, seven sacks in his last four games, you know about DeMarvin Leal, what he's able to do, Michael Clemens, Jaden Peavy, that defensive line, uh, it may not be Georgia, but it's not far off the way they're able to get after it. And, and I really think that had a lot to do with it. And, you know, we talked about the growth of the offensive line, but there's some defensive players that are young as well so on the secondary with Chapel and, and also linebackers that are really growing up. I think they're getting more comfortable with each SEC game. It's a crazy question, but it's a big story here that game day is coming back to Oxford for the second time in the program's history, the first time since early October of 2014. Game day was in College Station for the Alabama game earlier in the season. Did you sense that that did anything, just the presence of – that show, which has kind of taken on a life of its own over the years, did, did that get fans geeked up? Did it change the environment a little bit that day? Did it pump up the team at all that that was there? Did it add anything at all to the, the, the actual, pardon the pun, but game day experience? Actually, I feel, if I remember correctly, my, my mind's going crazy. I don't think game day came. I think they went to Texas, Oklahoma that oh, weekend. Oh, you're right. If they I, weren't there. Were, they were, yeah. Where so am I, we had, what am I thinking? We had Clay uh, Travis here doing his outkick show, which was yeah, which a, a is not the show. same thing. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. the same thing. You know what though? I'll tell you what. There is a feeling, and you know, I think college bases do this often. We're, we feel slighted by uh, the media at times, and, and by ESPN a for not making the college football playoffs last year because we felt that you know A and M had the same kind of resume or better. Uh, and also, there's just been some downplay to how good this program is on on Jimbo's uh, salary and whatnot. So. Look, is it cool to have game day here? Yes. But I tell you, at least here at Texags and the people we speak to, having the SEC Nation here last weekend was a bigger deal because there is a little bit of a, you know, game day doesn't look at A&M the way that we feel that they should. Now, again, it's like a college football team. You use whatever motivator you can out there. Yeah. But I think it's a huge deal. It's the biggest show in town. Last weekend going to the Cincinnati game over this uh Alabama, excuse me, Auburn A&M game, I think was a slight that A&M as well. They didn't pick A&M for the uh, Alabama game. But now it is going to happen at Oxford. And I think for everybody involved, you want to play on Monday night football. You want to play on Sunday night football, and you want to play uh, for game day. You mentioned Jimbo. I, I know that he's addressed this earlier. It's, it's always going to be there until it's not there. The rumors about LSU and his relationship with Scott Woodward and all of that. Is there any part of you at all that thinks – this is something that still has to be dealt with at the end of November, early December, involving Jimbo and the LSU job? No, but I, 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 do, I do understand why people bring it up. I mean, there's an obvious connection there. There are rumors everywhere. I don't believe it. And, and the reason I don't believe it is those around me don't believe it, right? And, and it's not because we have the maroon-colored glasses, but – Look, I know LSU is a great job. I understand that. And I know that you, the last three, no matter how good of a coach or not, have won national championships. But can they give Jimbo everything that A&M is giving him? And I mean, they, everything Jimbo wants, he has here. He's got his ranches. His kid's first fund here at A&M has done amazing. This community has really embraced that. He's got the staff he wants. He might have one of the best recruiting classes he's ever had or A&M has ever had. It could be number one in the country, could be in the top three. So I, I don't see it. And what I also tell people is this. When there's smoke somewhere that feels legit, 
you start seeing some decommitments. You don't see the number one defensive player in the country that weekend say, I'm going to AM, and then a four star wide receiver and the kind of recruits that are saying yes to AM. I don't believe that would be happening if these rumors were true. And I believe Jimbo to be a man of his word. And, um, you know, obviously we'll have to see how his feelings are later on, but I don't think it, he's going to entertain that at all. We mentioned Texas in passing earlier. Obviously, the big news this year is Texas and OU joining the SEC. You're there in that state. It's a former rival. Yep. They kind of laughed at Texas A&M when they joined the SEC, and obviously A&M got the last laugh on that. How do you anticipate the league changing when Texas and OU get in? And what kind of a, um, I don't know, kind of a – I have this opinion, David, that Texas is in for some kind of a sobering awakening, that this is a different league than Texas thinks it is, that this is – this is a, a league that, you know, you look at schedules and you go, okay, well, it's Mississippi State, it's a freebie. It's uh, Arkansas, we got that, it's no big deal. It, it, there's an underappreciation for how tough it is to go to Oxford and win, to Starkville and win, to Columbia, South Carolina and win, to Fayetteville and win. When those teams are good, their fans get geeked up for a big-name team that comes in and you better bring your lunch or you get popped. And I don't know that Texas is prepared for that after life in the Big 12 and I think OU might be somewhat better prepared, but I think it's going to be a wake-up call for them as well. But you're closer to that than I am. Do you agree, yeah. or am I an idiot? I agree, and I'll, I'll tell you why I agree. I agree because A&M struggled in the beginning, other than having Johnny Manziel, right? If you have a yeah. generational player, that changes the game for no matter what program you're at, and I, and I believe Johnny was that player. If Vince Young comes back to the University of Texas next year as a 20-year-old kid, then maybe we're talking about a different story. If, if B. John Robinson is the best player in college football next season, maybe there, there could be an easier transition initially. But what we learned at A&M is that, yeah, you can, dra- you can recruit a top 10, top 15 class, but how deep is that class? Because A&M with those really good teams, even with Johnny in 2013, they lost some games. Like, so like they, I think they were eight and four that year, if I remember correctly, maybe nine and four after the bowl game. So, because of that, it takes time to really get the kind of players that are weathered and ready for SEC play on a weekly basis. It's one thing to take on one SEC team you know, in the beginning of the season that you're ready for. It's another thing come November when you've had to go to Oxford. You have to go to uh, LSU, and you have to go to Bama, and all these different places you have to go to, especially in the SEC West. It's a game changer, and it takes a special type of top 10 class consistently and also i think your coaches kind of have to learn the uh the way it is it's just is you don't pick it up overnight you can have a year or two good but to do it over the long haul it takes time you mentioned next year is there any buzz in that state that this whole big 12 dragging it out for three or four more years is going to go away i mean when do you sort of anticipate this happening when texas and ou actually get started I've heard from people uh, from the Oklahoma side and the Texas side that they want it to be next year, but I feel like every, with each passing week, that looks highly more unlikely, especially as we get closer to the uh, new year. But we'll see. I do think 2023 is the year. Uh, there's no way they're going to wait till 2025. I think it's going to be within the next couple years, and, and 2023 is the, the year that I would see. But you know, if I'm Texas, if I'm Oklahoma, I'm considering paying that buyout because the money in the SEC is a different animal. Last thing, what do you? How do you sort of see Saturday night playing out in Oxford? You know, I uh, I have what they call BAS, battered Aggie syndrome, and I have it in Houston as well, battered Houston sports fan syndrome. Like it's hard for us to have nice things sometimes. I feel so. Do I? Th- I, I think A and M is is going to win, uh, and more 
because of what I hear about the injury front there at Ole Miss. Uh, but if they're if they got all their wide receivers back and Matt Corral can run, well, then now we're talking a different game because I th- you have to give credit to Ole Miss's offense and having that 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 home field. But with injuries, I like where A&M is headed, not where Ole Miss is headed. But again, it all boils down to injuries. If those guys come back healthy and they're able to go downfield and really open A&M up, now we're talking about a, it's, it's going to be a, a tighter game. And, and I still think it's going to be a tight game with the injuries, for the record, because I have so much respect for Elaine Kiffin, uh, the way he coaches. And I think Matt Corral is the most dynamic quarterback in all of college football. David, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. That was David Nunez of uh, TexAgs.com. Appreciate his time on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Yeah, thanks to him for uh, for that. We'll carry on in a second. Uh, first, tell you about Nick Stan and Associates. NickStanOxford.com, 662-281-1200 is the phone number. Use them multiple times in the home buying process. Give them a chance as well, whether you're buying or selling here in Lafayette County. The market is uh, kind of nuts right now. has been for a long time, so have somebody you know and trust here locally for that. You can go to the website. You can click their um, link in my 321 football content item. It's out each week. Also, my message board and signature there at rebelgrove.com and start the process of getting uh, your next home here in Oxford. Again, NickStanOxford.com, 662-281-1200. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell, or Ole Miss grads, they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. It'll feature roughly 60,000 square feet of Class A restaurant, retail, medical, and professional office space, along with roughly 75-0 lot line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. Uh, cobblestone streets, iron railings, gas lighting will serve as signature elements to the development. You can learn more about it by calling BB and Sam at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans is happy to announce the inaugural Coast, Coastal Cup Waterfowl Tournament hosted January 19th through the 21st at the Bay Flats Lodge on the San Antonio Bay of Texas. This competitive team duck hunting event will include two days of Texas coastal waterfowl hunting, meals, drinks, and lodging, two pairs of custom jeans for every participant. Special guest of the event will include Josh Raggio of Raggio Custom Calls and Barton Ramsey of Southern Oak Kennels. To learn more, contact Blake Kokenauer at Blake at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. GrenadaNissanUSA.com. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well at Grenada Nissan. Uh, speaking of great deals, Lamons Fine Jewelry is the place to go. If you are shopping for jewelry, if you're coming into Oxford this weekend, and from the sounds of things, a lot of you are, and you're doing some uh, Christmas shopping, want to get ahead a little bit, stop by Lamons, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, Engagement rings, wedding rings, all that, obviously. But they also have fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LammonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have uh, hand-raised guys for you tomorrow night. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. 
If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, it's 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, 662-429-4429. I'll be taping a soft verbal podcast tomorrow. Rob Casty is going to join me from Rivals.com. It's brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In uh, Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. In, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, in Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. And speaking of podcast, I'll be do, doing a Mind on My Money tomorrow with uh, Martin Palomo. That's brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi, They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's MyPinWealth.com. All right, guys, brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C.com. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls. Network security or a wireless mesh extender if that is needed. Again, 662-238-3159. Just seeing here, we talked about the fight when it happened, but uh, Tyson Fury had to have surgery on both elbows after uh, the Wilder fight. So, whatever reason. Both really? Of them. Yeah. Wow. Talked about how both of them were incredibly banged up, and it wasn't even necessarily a boxing match. It's just who could withstand standing in the ring longer um, with all their, their, their injuries prior to the fight and then during it. So. I don't know. Just clicked up on the Two huge people like that just hitting each other. Can't, For 36 minutes. I mean, just over can't and be, over and over. Can't be the way the body was meant to be No, used. and like, I don't know. I mean, probably people are, uh, that we're talking to don't necessarily underrate this, but, and I mean, Neil and Nora are like big fighters, but you get. Oh, I had a big fight in the eighth grade. Yeah, sure. But you get like out of breath quickly throwing punches in any way or whatever. Yeah. Because like, somebody goes, oh, well, I mean, it's just three minutes at a time, 12 times. It's like. 30 seconds is forever if you're doing boxing-type maneuvers yeah. and, and, and the, the core and leg strength needed of different things. I mean, a 12-round heavyweight boxing match where if you drop your guard for one second, you're probably literally getting knocked out is like some of the most high-strength, high-stress things you could possibly do in the world. You I mean, saw Rocky it's, Balbo- it's, Balboa and Ivan Drago, didn't you? I mean, they went 15 rounds. Yeah, back then it was 15. 45 minutes of just haymakers. With the whole world watching, including the Kremlin, goes not, down. It's still today one of the greatest sporting events of all time. We're not going to get on the Rocky thing, so we'll get really mad at us when we do it. However, um, <laughs> I did get kind of jealous or envious, not jealous, envious of the guy on the message board that said he was uh, watching all the Rockies for the first time this week. Oh, um, he had never seen them damn. before. I think he's 26. That's fantastic. What, a, it, what a day that must have been. Well, because he was like, he's like, I'm watching three right now. Do I keep going? And it's yes, like, yes, you haven't yes, got to four yet. Go, yes. Go. And then there, there's a fight on the message board of, well, I mean, four is not really better than one. It's like they're not even nearly the same movie. Like, it's two different yeah. genres to the point that, you know. But if you it, don't it, watch one, you can't appreciate four. Yeah, four is a comic book movie. That's what four is. And then you <laughs> go from there. Are you saying it wasn't real? I'm saying that it was a little more drummed up than one was. Yes, it did not have the gritty feel of uh, of the original Rocky. We'll, we'll we'll say that he ended the Cold War. He ended the Cold War. He did. Yes. And if you're listening, you do have to watch Rocky Five. Um, 
no, you, you got to know it for just the character development. Unless you want somebody to just give you like a three-minute version and then move yeah, on. Yeah, that's what you want. Oh, you want that? Yeah. So it gets like Friday Night Lights season two treatment. Hey, just kind of tell me what happened and we'll move on. Wouldn't that have made your life better? You'd get so many hours of your life back and someone could just go say, here's what happened. And here's why. Move on. And I don't have to watch Landry murdering a guy and then they just ignore it two yeah. episodes later. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, I mean, wouldn't you rather just someone sit you down for 30 minutes and go, this is going to hurt, and no questions. But you're going to be completely prepared to move on. But you're going to be ready to move on, and I promise you it's worth it. As Or you can watch 12 hours of this nonsense. Yes, you'd want the 30 minutes of pain. And I could sum up Rocky Five in like five minutes. Yes. You'd save two hours. Yes. And all the mental trauma that comes with those two hours. The street fight at the end didn't do it for you? I mean, you don't need to flip up. You don't need to just fast forward and watch him fight Tommy Gunn with Mickey's ghost in the background at the end? No. Fine. Was he supposed to? He was supposed to die in that. That was where it was supposed to end, right? Yeah, he, Rocky can't freaking die. I, I can't get into comic book movies. I'm try. I, I, I've tried. I will try again. I, I know. I know. I know. I just can't do it. it I'm, it's, I'm with it's, you. It's. It's. it's I, I don't know why. I'm with you. I haven't given enough of a chance to any of the any of the the Marvel or or, or, or DC comic movies. I haven't. The Marvel ones are fine. I'm still the guy who's never seen any Star Wars all the way through. None. When I've I'm, never seen Lord of the Rings. When I was a kid, I loved Star Wars, and I've tried to watch We've it as moved an on adult. Rocky Talks. It was like 90 seconds. For us, that's great. And as an adult, I can't watch the Star Wars movies. They're just, I know, they're not very good. They're not. Because of the special effects or what? They're just not good. Just in general. In general. So why do people love them? My guess is you've no- seen them. I have it. I'm asking. Nostalgia. Oh, you think so? That's my guess. He send me the order. I'll give it a chance. I do promise to give it. But, but which it, ones? I think she's talking about uh, comic book movies like oh, Marvel okay. stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you'll send me the order, we'll <laughs> we'll work on it because. I mean, I'll try. That's part of it too. Is that I don't. If you make me have to like gloss over through stuff that doesn't matter early, it's not it's not going to work. I, I need to know the chronological way that it has no, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't just pick up something random. Tell me where to start. Okay, yeah, that that's fine. We'll, we we can make a deal there. And I get the whole Natalie Portman thing, and I'm 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 with you. <laughs> you don't eat chicken nuggets, and you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I, yeah. I've not seen Lord of the Rings either. I've had people tell me that I would love it, but oh, I've, really? But I've not watched it. Okay. Look, yeah, I can't ever promise people that we're not going to go down a rocky path. I mean, I, I can't make that promise. That and Top Gun are always one topic away. I mean, you just never know. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm not, I'm not. And at some point, we get a Top Gun too. I mean, I don't. I, I say that. It just supposedly. Keeps, yeah. Uh, apparently, they have filmed. And I, I offer no apologies for the Rocky thing. Supposedly something's coming to the movie theater this year. It's like the uncut. Oh, but it's only like one theater. Or it's only like a couple theaters one night or something, right? 
Supposedly, but that will eventually make it to the, It'll the, trickle the, the intertube, the internet, I should say. I started to say, I was trying to say YouTube and internet at the same time, and I called it the intertube, which is what maybe is the next thing. Is the when you search Top Gun 2, the first recommendation is, is Top Gun delayed again on the Google? They filmed it, though, correct? Yeah, it's completely done. Then what the hell's the holdup? May 27, 22 now. Oh, they want it to be a big summer fi- film. My guess is they want to get past all this COVID stuff and make it a big summer extravaganza. Uh, the film is scheduled to be the- the- theatrically released in the United States and Canada on May 27, 2022 by Paramount. It will also be available to stream on Paramount Plus 40 days after its theatrical de- debut. It was originally scheduled for release on July 12, 2019, but was postponed to allow the production to work out all the complex fight sequences. Due to the pandemic and scheduling conflicts, the film received further delays. Gotcha. That's all I got. Are they making a Creed 3? Are they? I don't know. But Balboa's not in it, is he? I, I don't know. I don't know how much further you can go, all jokes aside. I don't know how much further you can take the Rocky character. Yeah, Slashfilm.com, or whatever that hell that's worth. <laughs> Um, uh, actually, Michael B. Jordan is um, directing Creed 3. So there is a Creed 3? To the best of my knowledge, there so is. So Creed 2 made money. Sir Michael Jordan that's says. That's what that means. Let's yes. make some more. Yeah, that's what happens in these. Hey, and it tipped my hat. But at some point, you have Rocky Five. If you're not careful. What, what else can you do with Creed at this point? Director Michael B. Jordan, writer Zach Balin, Keegan Kugler, stars Jonathan Majors, Tessa Thompson, and Michael B. Jordan in development and expected November of 2022. So it'll be a Thanksgiving release next year. See, Creed Two, for me, was the end of... You thought it was over. I thought it was the end of The Office. Perfect. I really enjoyed it. It was well done. I think Michael Jordan's a phenomenal actor. He is. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was great in that movie. At the end of that movie, I, I kind of walked out of the theater. I kind of knew where all of my friends were. Everybody was good. And I was at peace and kind of ready to move on. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It's like the end of the office. You walk out of the end of the office and everybody's okay. You kind of know where everybody is. And you're like, hey, see you guys later. Good luck. And you move on, and that's I think that's the perfect way to end the show. And when you add something else to it, okay, so we'll get, we're going to have a discussion here. This leads into a discussion that you and I had yesterday privately that we're about to have publicly. Okay, what are we doing? When you add to it after you've wrapped it up perfectly, you screw up perfect. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. So Chase and I were talking about the game day host thingy, the guest picker thingy. Yeah. And I have an opinion that I think many of you will disagree with. Okay. And it has not been announced or decided yet, if anyone's asking. Um, but I think if they bring Katie... nine oh six, If they bring Katy Perry back, I think it's a mistake. And the reason is, when she came in 2014, phrasing, it was perfect. So you could not have drawn up a better October the 4th 
in Oxford, Mississippi. In every freaking way. You literally could draw nothing up better than that. It was perfect. The weather was perfect. Um, Ole Miss played the number one ranked team in the country and won in dramatic fashion. It was at 2.30 on CBS so that you could party before and God knows you could party after. She was a big deal at the time, a really big deal. She's a big deal now, but not as big of a deal as she was then. She was just front and center of all pop culture at that time. It was a perfect day. I've heard so many Ole Miss people tell me that was the best day of their fandom. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and not, I mean, but it's the it's the entire day. She ends up crowd surfing at a bar yes, later. Yes, I mean, she ends I, up crowd surfing at Funky's. Like you said, Lee still has the the sweater, the sweater that she was wearing hung yeah. up at, in in Funky's. in Funky's. You probably can't top that day Saturday. So what if she comes in? And the game's not till six. She comes in and she even did the corn dog thing, which at the time was sort of eccentrically funny. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was like you're not playing LSU. I mean, not only did almost was playing Alabama, and not only that, but she made fun of LSU. It was it was like perfect. It was hilarious. It was eccentric. It was crazy. And the guy, even the game day people with the bow ties and all that stuff, sort of you can't do that again. So what do you do? And I think if you bring Katy Perry back, you run the real risk of, in some ways, tarnishing the original. A little bit. And why would you want to even touch the original? It's perfect. It's perfect. So you don't screw with perfect. My opinion. You're free to disagree. How do you make it? What is the scenario where it does work with her? They obviously win the game. Although that's not necessarily important to the show. No. I mean, look, she's got a big enough personality I mean, she's very, very talented, and she's very smart, and she's funny, and she's all of those things. And so I'm sure she's got the personality to pull it off a second time. But I don't I mean, I, I'd have to really think about what do you do, but it's a different feel today than there was that day. That day, it was the first time Ole Miss had arrived they were playing the number one rate team in the country, and I think most of us believe they had a real shot to win. A real shot. And a win meant being vaulted into the top five in the country. A win meant you vaulted into the national title conversation. A win meant you had arrived. You were going from the little kid table to the big kid table. And all of those things happened, and all of those things happened. They were on the cover of SI. They were in the top three in the country. I can't remember exactly where they popped up in the polls. And they were good. It was that Mississippi Mayhem Sports Illustrated cover because State had beaten A&M. State beat A&M earlier in the day. Yeah. And then Ole Miss beats Alabama, and it was just, yeah, all that stuff. But let's say Ole Miss wins on Saturday, okay, just for kicks and giggles. Let's say Ole Miss beats Texas A&M. Use the same score, 23-17, to Okay. They're not jumping into the top ten. They're not in the national title picture, really. Yeah, New Year's Six Bowl, all that. Cool. That's great. But you get my point. I guess it's conceivable that 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 Corral would have such a game that vaults him back into the the 
top levels of the Heisman conversation. There's stuff that could happen, but but nobody, if Ole Miss wins this game, nobody on Saturday night goes, boy, I tell you, Ole Miss football has arrived, boys and girls. No, I mean, it kind of already says that. So that it's not the same set of circumstances. That's all I'm saying. She'd be great. It'd be cool. I get it. But I do think you run the risk of tarnishing it. And what if she comes in and it's not nearly the same and it doesn't have the same feel and then you lose by two touchdowns to A&M because you're just so beat up on offense? Now when people go, Katy Perry and game day, you have to go, which one? The good one or the sequel? Because the first one was perfect. I'm not, I'm not even an Ole Miss person. And I was like, man, this is an incredible day. I've covered a lot of big-time college football in my life doing what I've done. Yeah, I've covered sure. national title games. I've covered the whole deal. That atmosphere in Oxford that day, I remember Friday afternoon somehow getting stuck on Jackson Avenue going, holy, sh- I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. It was totally different than anything I've ever experienced Because even here. the fan base was different that day because they get behind 14-3 and then have the awful face mask call that leads to it getting 14-3. Yeah. And there wasn't this just abject panic throughout the stadium no. that you would have expected to go, oh, well, here you go no, again. They, that they, was they, whatever. They dominated that second half. Yeah, and they and, outscored you know, them 20 to Twenty-one to three. The place just had a different feel to it that day. It just did. It had a totally different feel to it, and I'd be—I don't know—I'd be a little afraid of screwing with it. I felt like best case scenario was Morgan Freeman being in the country and could say yes, because you go, "Hey, look, we went this way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he makes he when people go, "What makes sense?" He he makes sense. Yeah, but if he can't do it, I don't know. Feels like you're forcing it. I could be wrong. Yeah. And no, no one's going to ask my opinion, nor should they. Yeah. So, well, we'll, we'll see as the as the day goes uh, goes on. I'll tell you the podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. Those Thanksgiving pre-orders still have a few days left to get that in. November nineteenth is the deadline at five p.m. You pick them up on the twenty fourth, day prior to Thanksgiving. The uh, pumpkin cheesecake, which is one of their signature items, buttermilk pie, artisanal cheese trays, charcuterie trays, and more. That's 662-419-9201, and you have plenty of time to get more stuff into your Grove tailgate this weekend. They would deliver right there to your spot on campus, tailgate and catering menu, everything, charcuterie and artisanal cheese trays, sandwiches, desserts, salads, plenty of add-on items, the uh, spicy feta dip, the spiced honey, the pepper jelly, and much more. So again, johnstonhillcreamery.com, right there off Molly Bar in Oxford, 662-419-9201. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Go uh, get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget, and he'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA. Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Awesome bar serving your uh, favorite handcrafted cocktails and frozen libations. An amazing candlelit patio and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. I've got a mailbag up on the site. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Uh, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 
And you can get in touch with her at 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. I had somebody reach out to me yesterday. They were having trouble staffing their business. I don't know if you've heard the news, but it's kind of hard to get people to come back to work right now. Uh, I said, hey, you need to get in touch with service specialists. And he said, that's why I'm reaching out to you. What's that number? Well, the number is 662-832-5138. They are the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. They've got offices all over the state. If you are looking for employees, they've got resumes at your at their perusal, for available for your perusal, I should say. Um, people that want to keep their search confidential, their job search confidential. They've got a lot of those people too. It's look, Mississippi's a small state. They always know about candidates that are available. They always know about jobs that never get advertised. So reach out to them. 662-832-5138 or service specialist ltd.com alpha specialties is located at 1670 highway 80 in pearl mississippi and they are your trailer specific professional they've got load trail they've got hallmark cargo trailers they've got spare tires and wheels full selection of trailer parts and accessories hitches winches straps and more 601-932-9798 alpha of ms.com we're also brought to you by the rogue Reach out to them. Uh, I think I saw an ad yesterday on Instagram with the Rogue. Buy something from their collegiate collection, and they'll throw in a powder blue knit hat that you just might need on Saturday night. It's going to be cold here in uh, Oxford for the kickoff for the game. By the time that game ends, temperature's down in the low 30s. So it's therogue.com, better hustle, or you can go see them in person, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. You've got about, tell us today, the 10th. You've got about a week and a half left for uh, registration for Oxford Park Commission basketball for the 2022 youth season. Leagues are open for ages 7 to 15. The cost to play is $50 per participant January 3rd through February 24th. Games are played on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday evenings. No more than two games in a week for teams. It's OxfordParkCommission.com to sign up your son or daughter today. And then finally, we're brought to you by Joey Erickson, Hair and Gear. Autoplex, let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy, BMW, Lexus, and Infinity, or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Call or text at 662-571-2367 or go see him in person at 1685 High Street in Jackson. So we're at the halfway point of the uh, NFL season. I saw Bill Barnwell today uh, put out his top five MVP candidates for the uh, year. Kind of makes uh, McCready over here look kind of smart. Aaron Rodgers at number five. Lamar Jackson at number four. Tom Brady at number three. Kyler Murray at two. And Matt Stafford, number one yep. for the MVP award right now. He says about Stafford, well, this is awkward. He said his worst game of the season on Sunday night, blah, 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 blah. But even after you account for that dismal performance, he simply is head and shoulders above the competition as a passer this season. Longtime line starters produced a 94.8 EPA. I don't know what that is. In the passing game this season, no other quarterback has topped 53.3. Murray, Prescott, and Brady are within .1 EPA of each other for second, third, and fourth. But they're as close as Jimmy Garopp- They're as close to Jimmy Garoppolo as they are to Stafford for number one. So there's that. I get it. Detroit was he also so leads bad. the league in total QBR. Detroit was so bad that a lot of people didn't appreciate how good of a quarterback he is. And everybody has a bad game in the NFL. You just nobody runs runs through a season as a quarterback and goes, "Yeah, seventeen games, seventeen, awesome, check." Doesn't work like that. League's too good. Yeah. So, 
little uh, thought there. Also, uh, since it's at the halfway point, just if you're out of curiosity, who's kind of uh, sitting where in the AFC? The Titans would have the uh, bye right now. We'll see what they continue to do without Derrick Henry for as long as he's out. They obviously got the big win over the Rams. And then your first-round games would be Ravens hosting Patriots, Chargers hosting Steelers, and Bills hosting Raiders in the uh, in the first round. In. All of them. Yeah, fine. Whatever. It's why I'm for a college football playoff. Yeah. And then in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals at eight and one would currently be your uh, your one seed. Mm-hmm. They and then they would uh, let's see, they'd be ahead of the Packers would be hosting the Atlanta Falcons in the first round. Okay. Ooh. Uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be hosting the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. And in, then, in for that. And then is a four seed, the uh, Cowboys would get a very difficult draw hosting the L.A. Rams in a first round Ooh, game. Watch that. Yeah, so those would be your NFC games. As uh, Damn, as I love well. the NFL. <laughs> uh, you just described a bunch of games, and only one of those games am I like, eh. Like, Packers-Falcons? Like Packers-Falcons if Laura was like, hey, can you change some of the lights and stuff? I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it during that game. Yeah. That means six, though. I'm good, right? Yeah, but I, 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 I'm going to watch that Rams-Cowboys game, though, okay? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, leave me alone? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so there's your, uh, okay, expected points added, door says, for EPA. Yeah, I've literally never heard that stat before. So, so it's all good. Uh, it's kind of like war, right? Yeah, it's like what he does to the ad, yeah. like, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, 93 is incredibly high, apparently, when nobody else is over 58. Or whatever that Makes whatever sense. that stat is, sure. Yeah. So that's where uh, that's where Barnwell is getting. It's uh, not exactly fair to Jared Goff. People do the deal with Jared Goff, like he's not very good. I'm like, no, he's average. He's average. He's he an average. average NFL quarterback. That's what he is. He's an average and he's now average on a bad team. Yeah, and so he looks bad. When he was average on a good team, you're like, ah, hey, this kid maybe. I'm like, nope. But you put an elite quarterback on a good team, and look out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. We will, uh, let's see, anything else? We'll talk a little more uh, football tomorrow. Obviously, we'll do picks. That will uh, that will be up. Kiffin's on the teleconference today, so if he says anything enlightening, we'll bring that to you at rebelgrove.com. And uh, plenty more basketball coverage, again, is up. There are several different things uh, there. So I hope all of you have a, uh, a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow with two shows in the morning and then hand-raise guys tomorrow night. So take care. Talk to you then. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.